everybody, I'd like to thank our new sponsor, Doors. Yes, Doors. Hey, if you're buying a new or used home, make sure your home has Doors. Hi, this is 5050, real estate podcast for the common man, where we talk about selling, buying, and investing in real estate. We aren't baffling you with BS. We're dazzling you with brilliance. We're not telling you how to become a millionaire. We're telling you stories, the truth, and the information no one is talking about. So sit back, listen, laugh, and enjoy 5050, real estate podcast for the common man. Hey everybody, JD here. Hope you're looking good and feeling fine. Hopefully you had a great week with friends, neighbors, relatives, and acquaintances. Hey, I'd like to thank a lot of the people who gave me some great input on last week's episode uh, regarding uh, rent with an option to buy. A lot of people uh, said that was really informative, uh, really opened their eyes to a quite a lot of scams that are going out there. And as a matter of fact, uh, Mike from California emailed me and said he got kind of caught up in one of those, ran it with an option to buy, he thought he established his credit again and then maybe put some uh, of the rent towards purchasing a home and it just didn't work out and he lost everything. Uh, another one, uh, who was it? Carrie in Michigan uh, said that, boy, he was really interested in uh, doing a rent with an option to buy and listen to my uh, podcast and said, wow, um, it was really interesting because he was almost ready to get basically scammed and luckily he checked with a mortgage company before he did a rent with an option to buy and the mortgage company told him some of the things that he had to do uh, to establish his credit and get back online and he said if he would have done a rent with an option to buy it would have been a kind of a short term and he would have never been able to qualify to purchase a home so Thanks, guys, for giving me uh, feedback and a lot of the other peoples who kind of commented, listened to uh, the podcast, and uh, enjoyed it. I had some people that I had uh, talked to, and we were just talking about the way that uh, the market has really, really changed, really deceiving. I mean... Yeah, they they're saying the market has really gotten a lot better and it's starting to improve and so on and so forth. In reality, uh, that is not true. The housing market is actually going down, not as dramatic as we all thought. But remember, we're still in the summer, and um, a lot of people they list their homes beginning of the summer. They think it's going to be a hot market like a few years ago. And they're stubborn, a little thick-headed. As a matter of fact, a lot of the real estate agents uh, overprice their home because they're not compensating with a totally different market than we are now. We're looking at 7%, not 3.5%. And what they do is they get on the MLS. They do a market analysis. And that MLS really just uses the old comps and then what they do is they say, the real estate agents will say, well, look at here's three properties that sold in your neighborhood. And uh, this is what our house 
uh, your house should be uh, listed at and they're not compensating with a totally different different market and what i'm seeing in my area and a lot of areas that i've uh, done some research is is that a lot of people are listing their homes and they're just not getting any offers on them and the average, you know, on an average market, the average market is usually about 90 days. So a lot of them are getting really frustrated, kind of blaming their real estate agent on not, they're not getting a quick sale or they're not getting, you know, the showings that they wanted. And, you know, the average market, like I said, is usually 90 days. So if you're listing your home, expect maybe two to three months before it actually sold, unless you really really have an excellent excellent price on and that's the thing you know i'm looking in my area and at the beginning of the year there was only maybe 12 houses that were listed now there's about like 115 and it's really funny because they are listing at a lot higher price but they're not getting those prices matter of fact when i did some research i look at last year and this year and what the homes were listed last year over this year they're really listed at almost a hundred thousand dollars less than they were about a year year and a half ago so they are coming down uh but sellers still you know they are they're still maybe 75 to still a hundred thousand dollars uh higher than they should be so I think what's happened going to happen is you've got a lot of unrealistic sellers they've listed their homes they're like it's a hot market in the some spring and summer this you know this is going to be the market that I um you know going to get my price and the season I'm going to get my price and as the kids start coming back going uh getting back as back into schools colleges things start settled down uh and the summer season's over you're gonna get a lot a lot of panic sellers who've had their homes on for two three four months and they don't want to go into the winter with uh, not getting it under contract or not selling their homes and they're going to start dropping dropping their prices down and down matter of fact what's really interesting is just some of the homes that i've looked at a lot of them are vacant so a lot of people have lost their jobs moved got transferred maybe if you're in uh, the military station in a different place and they have to leave in a short amount of time and they're so used to just putting in the house on the market getting 12 offers in a day and not worrying about it and now these people aren't having that done they're listing their home they're leaving and that house is sitting vacant vacant they're paying payments on that house and what's happening is they just can't qualify on another home because when if you haven't sold your home then what happens you have to qualify for the payment on your old home and then you have to qualify for the payment on your new home so what's happening is a lot of people and and this is what's going on is so many people they just can't afford uh, an empty house they tried everything to sell it you know they maybe bought it the past three or four years they overpaid 
they owe more really than the house is worth or they owe pretty much what the house is worth but the but the time you pay for commissions and all the costs of purchasing your home you're you're gonna have to come to closing with a check and uh, a lot of uh, sellers just don't have a lot of money in the bank to actually come in with the difference between what they owe and what they actually sold their home so what they're doing and it's common i've seen this in a boy in the 2008s i've seen it in the you know the 80s and 90s and like i said doing the big housing crash of the 2008s and so on it's called equity skimming and um, a lot of people don't know what equity skimming is, so we're gonna we're gonna call and educate you on what we call equity skimming. So if you really are out there, let's say you own a little apartment, one bedroom, and you want to move up to a two bedroom, so you look around and you say, well, you know, maybe I I could rent a nice two bedroom condo that's privately owned, so I don't have to go through a corporate corporation they might be a little bit less a rent so on or maybe they're you know you're ready to rent a home and you look around and uh, a lot of the homes are being rented at a pretty eh, I say decent rent price and you go wow we can we can rent a house maybe even less than what we can uh, purchase one for so what a lot of people do and is they'll sign a two years lease on a home and they're just renting it so it's not when a rent with an option to buy it's just a, they're renting it but what happens is the seller maybe is down on its luck loss of job um, just can't pay the payments on a home uh, pretty much really having a tough time financially. So what they do is they, and I've seen this uh, uh, quite a lot. Matter of fact, a lot of the followers of this uh, podcast have emailed me some stuff that has happened to them or they've heard about it. And uh, that uh, got me talking about the equity skimming and when they tell me what happened to him, I said, oh, yeah, it's equity skimming. People go, well, uh, what's that? And I tell them, they go, yep, that's kind of what happened to me. And matter of fact, uh, in the old days, um, what equity skimming was, and it's kind of gone now, is back maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago, there was a thing called non-qualifying assumptions, and they're pretty gone, pretty much gone now. They're they're not even around anymore. But because of the loans now, they're still assumable, but you have to qualify under the same guidelines as if you are, uh, you know, uh, getting a brand new loan. So you know, it's really funny that you're starting to see a lot of homes being listed. And it'll say qualifying assumption. And the reason why there's no non-qualifying assumptions is I'll, I'll tell you the reason why. And then I'll tell you the, about the uh, qualifying assumptions that are coming up. And then we're kind of kind of going into the, what equity skimming is and, and uh, how it works. 
Uh, a non-qualifying assumption is how I bought my first home. And I actually assumed a, a VA loan, a Veterans Administration loan. I've never been a vet, uh, but I could assume a loan. And what that meant is it was kind of like, like you really didn't need an income or steady income uh, down payment credit or anything like that because when I was young, I was pretty much self-employed and didn't really have a credit history or an income that was steady and so on. So what happens is you could just get uh, and assume a loan. They didn't have to qualify. That's why it was called a non-qualifying assumption. You just went in and assumed their loan. So let's say just to make it easy, uh, I am selling my home for $105,000. And uh, you could come in and say, um, why don't I give you $5,000 and assume your loan? And maybe I owe $100,000. So I say, well, okay, you know, $5,000 is great. You know, I'm, I'm probably going to walk away from this and if I can make $5,000, great. You can take over my payments and my loan and at least have $5,000 for moving expenses. So that's how it was. You know, you came in, you paid kind of what the equity uh, of their home was and you took over their loan. Or uh, what I got into on my first home is I assumed a VA loan and I didn't have a, quite a lot of money. So I asked the seller to take back a second and they were nice enough and they were a great couple. So I assumed their VA loan and I took back a second and I, I paid the VA loan off uh, on a regular basis and I paid them off on a regular basis. And eventually when things got better financially, I just refinanced the loan that I owed the seller and the one that I assume into one loan. And I uh, went with a 30 year fixed rate mortgage and it was great until I sold the home. But what happened is um, a lot of people weren't really honest. And what they did is they assumed people's loans non-qualifying and what they did is um, they never paid the payment. <laughs> and the house would go into foreclosure. And what happens is it didn't show up on the person assuming the loan. It ruined the person's credit that the loan was originally uh, established. So let's say, you, to make it easy, let's say you... Um, do a non-qualifying assumption and I come in and I say, hey, let me just assume your loan. It's a $100,000 loan. I'll come in with $5,000 and I'll just take over your loan. And uh, let's say I go in and uh, I lose my job. Things get really tough and I go, geez, I just can't pay this loan off. So I don't pay the loan off and it goes into foreclosure. What doesn't show up as a foreclosure on me, it shows up as a foreclosure on the person I assumed it because the loan was under their name. So what happened is, and this is why there's no non-qualifying assumptions anymore, 
is I remember a scummy dirtbag investor back around the 90s who went out when the market was terrible and people were just walking away from their homes and they were just trying to, you know, give me $1,000 for moving expenses and I'll give you the keys. And he assumed, he assumed 35 non-qualifying assumptions. He assumed 35 non-qualifying assumptions and he put about as little as possible down. People just wanted sometimes just enough to, you know, they could pay for moving expenses and that's what he pretty much gave them. And then what he did is he rented out the homes and he never paid the payments. And that back then and still today is called equity skimming. So he got out of these 35 homes, he just rented them all, you know, skimmed off all the equity. And what I mean is he just took all the equity that was he possibly could out of the homes. He let all those homes go into foreclosure. They all showed up on the previously uh, person who owned the home or took out the mortgage and all those people got foreclosures and he didn't because when he assumed the loan, they were all under the seller's name and the seller was uh, liable for the loan, but nobody told the seller, hey, if you have this guy assume your loan, you're going to be liable. So if he goes into foreclosure, it's going to show up on your credit and he's not going to be really uh, responsible for it because the loan is under your name. And so many people got scammed big time, incredibly. And the guy finally, the feds came down and he got 35, I think he was like, 35 years, oh, 35 or 40 years in prison for fraud. Uh, I remember that. And uh, so that was called equity skimming uh, back then. People would assume a loan, put a renter in there, and never pay off the payments. Uh, and just let the homes go back into foreclosure, and they would run off. And the sellers who uh, had sold their home and had uh, established the uh, loan, they were responsible for the foreclosure because it was under their names. So now, let's fast forward to today's market and what equity skimming is now. Kind of a little bit the same, but a lot different because there's no non-qualifying assumptions. What is happening now is you've got a lot of investors Fix and flippers. Uh, boy, we're going to buy a home. Uh, we're going to um, rent it and then sell it in two to three years. Or, wow, you know, we bought this home $100,000, $200,000 of a price. We can't sell it. I lost my job. I can't pay the payments. Uh, what are we going to do? Uh, So what a lot of people are doing now is equity skimming in a different way. 
what they're doing is they're getting renters, not not rent with an option to buy, just normal renters. And they're saying, hey, look, rent this house out for a couple of years and we'll sign a year's uh, lease or two years lease. And uh, I need a, say, $2,000 deposit for damages and and first and last month's rent of $4,000 or $5,000 or whatever. You kind of get the, the gist of what I'm saying here. So let's say now you go out and you sign a two-year lease and you move in and you're paying your rent to the owner every month. You pay it, you pay it, you're doing great, no problems at all. And all of a sudden, like within maybe eight months to a year, all of a sudden you get a sheriff knocking at your door and you're saying, excuse me, you gotta be out by the end of the week, you're being evicted. And they go, what, what, what do you mean? Wait a minute, what do you mean evicted? Um, I paid my rent. I've been paying my rent every month on time. Uh, what do you mean evicted? Is the landlord evicting me? And what has happened is it was kind of equity skimming in a different way. What happened is the owner rented out the house and the owner didn't care because the owner most likely overinflated price, can't afford to sell it. Nobody can afford to uh, buy the home or the home, the housing market has gone down, like I said, from last year to this year, 100 grand or even more depending on the price and area you live. And what happens now is people can't sell their home. They've lost a job, a divorce situation, a transfer, so on and so forth. And they think, good grief, I, I can't pay two payments here and I can't just sell that house you know, and give it back to the bank. So I'll rent it. And since I really don't have a, an income because I'm unemployed and so on, I'll rent that house out. I'll use that money to live in, on for six months, eight months, and I won't pay the payment. So then all of a sudden, the bank uh, keeps and in, in, does an election demand notice, a foreclosure notice to the seller. But what happens is the renters don't even know. The renters never get any notices. It's the owner who gets uh, the notices. So the owner, if the owner is letting the house go into foreclosions, getting $2,000, $2,500 a month in rent, they don't care. <laughs> They're getting that rent. They're not gonna tell the, uh, the renter, hey, guess what, I'm letting the house go into foreclosure. So what happens is the renters just keep paying the rent. The owners never pay the mortgage company and just skims off. It becomes a, a cash cow. It becomes an ATM machine. And then what happens is, like I said, eventually the mortgage company forecloses. Sheriffs come in and say, you gotta be out within 48 
you know, you know, within 24 to 48 hours, and the renters are shocked, and now they're getting thrown out. They don't have any place to rent. They've been renting, and they say, well, we've got a two-year uh, lease agreement. They say, no, that was with the seller now. The seller doesn't own it. The bank owns it. Your lease is pretty much up. See you later. Bye. And uh, the renter's out in the street. So if you're really renting a home, and I don't know, you know, we were discussing this with a lot of my uh, clients and just people who listen to this podcast, and I really appreciate all you guys. Um, they were saying, well, how do you, I mean, if you're renting a home and with the market going down now, and people, you know, a lot of these homes are vacant. How do we know these people are paying their payments? And I always say, well, look at, you know, it kind of goes both ways. When you rent a home, they want to check your credit. They want to know your job. Uh, you know, you, if you have a job, um, you know, they want to know uh, pretty much how, you know, that you can pay their rent, so on. And I say, well, look, if they're doing that, why can't you ask for a status letter from their mortgage company that says their mortgage is uh, paid on time, they're not behind or anything like that? You're not asking them for any information on their mortgage. You know, like the mortgage, you know, that's private information, like we want your mortgage number and, and things along like that way. Uh, you might want to ask him that. Maybe, hey, just say, you know, I want to see that your mortgage is uh, paid uh, and you're not late on it. Uh, so I need to verify before I rent this that your mortgage is paid. And if they say, why is that? Say, you know, there's been so many people who rent out the home. They don't pay out the payments to the mortgage company. The house goes in foreclosures and then the rent is left hanging. And it has to all of a sudden within you know 24 to 48 hours they're getting thrown out of the home because the bank owns it so a lot of times you might want to say can you get a status letter from your bank saying your mortgage is up to date and if they hesitate and go well no that's private information blah 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 that's a big huge red flag that they're pretty much probably going to hose you uh, with equity skimming and just rent it to you and take the rent and never pay the payments because if they're paying payments and their mortgage is um, up to date and they're not any worried, they could just say, yeah, we'll send you a, a status letter on mortgage. It's up to date. We'll get it to a bank or, you know, we'll, you know, we'll get, here's the bank, you know, the mortgage number. Here's the bank we uh, pay. You can call them, ask if the mortgage is uh, up to date and, you know, what do they care? I mean, you know, unless, like I said, they're hiding something. Because if you're not hiding something, all they're gonna, the bank's gonna say is, "Yeah, everything's up to date. They look great, uh, no problem." And all you have to say is that we're renting the home. We just want to make sure that they're paying their payments before we give them money, and they just keep the money and not pay the payments. People will understand if they don't. Then hey, move on and find a different place to rent. But that's what you're probably going to see a lot coming up in the next year or two and I'm just starting to see the tip of it right now because a lot of people got caught up in buying these overinflated homes the past three or four years they have these low payments I mean excuse me low interest rates the payments are, are 
uh, high because they maxed themselves out to buy a home that's overinflated. They can't sell it. They lost their jobs. They've got transferred and the house is sitting vacant. They can't sell it. They're paying payments on it. They can't pay payments on their home now and rent something if they're out of town or buy something if they're out of town. So they need to rent, but the house isn't selling. They, they can't afford two payments. So what they do is, like I said, they just equity skim. They get that money, never pay the payment, and then the house goes into foreclosure and you're left hanging. So like I said, you're going to probably see a lot of that happening. A lot of that will probably happen for you know these big investors that are just like not big corporations, but you know the the small time investor who thought he'd buy two or three homes and fix and flip them, or uh, gee, I'll just uh, you know uh, rent them for a year or two, and then I'll uh, sell them. And then where they ran in them for a year or two and now the market's down and they can't sell them for what they paid for and they can't afford paying all those payments and they can't get anybody renting uh, because of the fact that rents are going down and there's a lot more rentals out there that they were and uh, tons and tons of apartments that are being built and no jobs coming into the town and then you have to ask, well, look at all these apartments being built and, gee, I don't see any, you know, big, huge companies coming in and bringing a lot of people in as employers. And so where are all these people coming in to fill all these apartments? So once these apartments are, are being uh, uh, done, uh, and they can't rent them. They're going to be lowering down a lot of rents, rent, rent a year and get, you know, th- three months free or so on and so forth. And then you get that on top of a lot of uh, these Airbnbs that are just going down the tubes now because a lot of cities are saying if you have an Airbnb, we're not just going to let you slide because we're charging all these fees and taxes and so on to hotels and Airbnbs are kind of like a hotel and you getting off scot-free. So now they're going to probably tax a lot of the Airbnbs as if they're hotels uh, because they're just temporary rentals like a hotel. You know, that's not month to month. They're like, you know, a couple of days here, a week here. So they're going to start uh, putting a lot of limitations on Airbnbs. So then I'll, you're going to get these people who are stuck. They're going to stop probably renting them out or maybe what they're going to do is put them on the market. They won't be able to afford uh, having them vacant for three or four or five year, months. And then they're going to stop renting them out in equity scam because they're going to be um, pretty much uh, behind in their payments or they're going to be upside down in the homes. And um, you're going to see a lot of that happening. So, Folks, uh, like I said, if you are planning to rent, uh, make sure that the landlord is paying their payments. If it's a private single family home or a condo, if um, 
if you are thinking about uh, purchasing a home, like I said, that's great. I wouldn't buy a home right now because the market is really, really slowing down unless you get an incredible deal. And uh, like I said, it just gives you something to talk about. Educate your friends, neighbors, relatives, and acquaintances about what we talk about, equity skimming, and how that whole thing works and how you can really be t- uh, taken advantage of from a lot of people who just want money from you and they're just going to let the house go. So, folks, thank you very much. Really super appreciated. All the people who listen to this podcast, Real Estate Full of Common Man, really love you guys. Uh, you know, I just try to be a little different here. Uh, a lot of times I know it's been uh, quite a while before I do another podcast, but I you know, I just don't want to say the same thing over and over three times a week. Well, the real estate market's going down. Well, the real estate market's going up. Well, the real estate market's going down today. Well, the real estate market's going up. Uh, well, there's going to be uh, tons of uh, foreclosures and so on. It, it gets really, really old. So I try to keep it fresh something new when I feel passionate about a subject I really try to uh, uh, educate you guys so uh, thank you very much Uh, really appreciate your time have a great week and I'll see you next time take care of yourself and bye for now we hope you enjoyed the show real estate for the common man please follow us or subscribe Tell your friends, neighbors, relatives, and coworkers about us. We're on all your major podcast apps, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and iTunes. If you can't remember all that, just Google it or have your friends Google Real Estate for the Common Man and it will come up. Again, we thank you very much for your time and hopefully you enjoyed the show. Hey, if you live in Colorado Springs and want to buy or sell a home, you can look us up at soldrealestatecompany.com as in I sold a home. Again, thank you very much. Have a very good week and we'll see you next Monday. Bye for now.